All right, Shaheen Gobadi is the spokesman of the People's Mujahideen Organization of Iran, and he has been a longtime activist outside of Iran for change within the country. Hi, Shaheen. Good morning to you, Dana. Are we on a precipice of dramatic change in Iran, do you think? Definitely, yes. You have to remember that there has been protests for the past 12 days throughout the country in all 31 provinces. Uh, as of last night, there were protests in 145 uh, cities throughout the country. And what's important is that all the major cities have been engulfed in protests day after day. And what's very important this time is that you see people from all walks of life, from all age groups are in the, pro uh, in the protests, particularly women and young men, uh, which, as I said, women are playing a leading role, which is very, very unique. So yes, we are seeing a very different Iran, a nation that has risen up and is crying for freedom and change. And people are basically in the streets demanding change, demanding the overthrow of the regime. And they are fighting unrelentingly, as I said, for the past 12 days. All right. This this took place after the arrest of uh, of uh, of uh, Masa Amini, 22 year old woman taken into custody by the so-called morality police, <clears throat> so-called because in the end they, they probably murdered her in custody, and there's nothing moral about any of that. Why were they cracking down on women? I mean, she was wearing a hijab, correct? Yes, she was. Look, uh, obviously misogyny <clears throat> has been one of the features of this regime from its inception. That's one of the characteristics of this regime and 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 the the mullahs and the theocracy ruling Iran but you have to remember that the issue is now much beyond issue of hijab and issue of uh, solely women obviously uh, Iranian women reject compulsory hijab uh, they want to have equal rights and gender equality and the freedom of attire and so on and so forth but if one listens to the slogans in the streets the demands are much higher. People are now, from the day one actually, have been calling for the overthrow of the regime in its entirety. Uh, the slogans are death to Khamenei, the supreme leader, down with this regime. I kill uh, whoever killed my sister. Uh, we don't want no repressor being the Shah or the supreme leader, which is Khamenei, meaning that the Iranian people are looking forward for the future for a democratic republic. And as I said, What's also very, very telling is the unanimity of the slogans throughout the country, which clearly shows there's an organization that people are being directed and led by an organization. And in that case, as I said, also what's very important this time is that the protests began in the major cities, namely Tehran, uh, Mashhad, Tabriz, basically all the major cities, Tabriz in Northwest, Mashhad in Northeast, Tehran, Isfahan in center, Shiraz in the South, throughout the country, all the major metropolitans are involved and uh, people are combating the repressive forces. That's very true that the regime has been very ruthless as it has always been very savage. Right. Okay, so just to, just to help you there, because you, you've put out some pretty extensive lists in the last few days that there's 154 cities that the protests are expanding. It's not that we're at a simmer point. You believe that they're expanding. 31 provinces, 200 protesters killed already, 10,000 arrested. Do you believe that number? I mean, it's an astounding number of people. 
actually, uh, I think this is even a conservative estimate and because we wanted to be 100% sure that this is accurate because we do put all these figures uh, very uh, meticulously. Uh, and obviously, as I said, we check all these figures very, very carefully through the network of the People's Mujahideen Organization of Iran uh, throughout the country. And it is uh, tabulated province by province and city by city. Uh, so it's very, very meticulous. And regarding the uh, people who have been savagely murdered, uh, we are ascertaining their details in terms of the name, city, age, uh, all of those details. And uh, as of yesterday, we had put out uh, 59, 59 names and details of the victims. So yes, it's a very, very ruthless, uh, obviously, attitude by the regime. But I think what's very new, and it heralds a new Iran, is the attitude of the people that they don't uh, succumb. They fight back, they push back, they resist, they persevere with whatever they have. Obviously, they are barehanded with rocks, but they don't basically uh, leave the scene because the uh, IRGC and the state security forces and intelligence uh, people uh, raid at them in the streets, quite contrary. So, and that's a very different situation. I mean, and that's this, this is very difficult, right? Because you're talking about a police state where at night you may have a you know huge crowds in the square which may be able to fight back and push back on the the police and security services and undercover operatives there and and reclaim the street for the people but you know once the sun comes up this this cannot go on 24 hours a day 7 days a week and then the regime goes about picking off and arresting any of the organizers and key people uh, and they'll just keep at it and arrest more and more and more. How does this result in the overthrow, um, if that's really possible? What what turns this into permanent change? Well, I think, first of all, what turns into uh, permanent change uh, stems from the fact of what happened. You, you see, all of a sudden, Iran was erupted. It was not something overnight. It was a culmination of the several factors. First of all, the regime's uh, uh, misguided policies, uh, people's hatred and loathe for the regime, and their deprivation of their most basic rights. At the same time, because there's an organized resistance, which for the past uh, number of years, it has organized itself in the form of resistance units, which are the People's Mujahideen of Iran affiliated resistance units throughout the country. And what makes them very unique is that they are part of the society. They are integrated in the society. They're basically ordinary people that you cannot discern them uh, you know, in your day-to-day -day affairs. And they are the ones who have been leading, organizing, and directing these uh, protests uh, to a great extent, extent uh, throughout the past uh, almost two weeks. And they have been doing this for the past, as I said, number of years. For a lot of things that they have been doing now have been picked up by the public and has become very common and very pervasive. So how it comes to a tipping point remains to be seen. But what's important is the process. How, how do and you... Okay, I understand the process is important. But you tell me how you say it remains to be seen. I mean, is it even possible when they have the army and a police state um, you know, working for them? How do you overthrow the mullahs? It's very possible at one point, uh, the power of the people, which are 
as I said, organized and working unanimity. And you also, you have to remember, people from different sectors of the society are not joining. A lot of teachers are joining. Uh, people from different vocations are joining. So at one point, at one point, the momentum becomes so big that it overwhelms the regime. If, for instance, uh, we had this discussion three, four weeks ago, who could have thought that there, there would be protests in Iran like this in this magnitude for 12 days despite this repressive situation? And one has to remember that this is not the first time that Iranian people have uh, risen up. We had this in 2018, we had this in 2019. So what it means is a nation that despite heavy crackdown, in the past 40 years, this regime has executed 120,000 dissidents, more than 100,000 of them from the People's Mujahideen Organization of Iran. But you see, despite the fact that they kill so many people, new people join and the momentum is growing. So it's quite obvious that the regime is in defensive. It has, it's a total, total strategic impasse, no way in and no way out. And, but just mere crackdown, everyone realizes it's not a long-term strategy, particularly when the people are so fed up, so frustrated and very young people. And as you know, especially when middle class comes into the uprisings in big numbers, particularly in a country like Iran, historically, that's when the momentum starts to shift. So we have all the elements for change there, a population which is totally frustrated, willing to take the risk, courageously coming, defying, and the regime which has no solution to any of the people's problems. So obviously this is a very, very crucial moment for the history of Iran. It heralds a new Iran. And the big question here is, what should the international community do? Yeah, and I want to ask you about that because largely the U.S. was silent in 2009 when there were similar uh, protests in the street and the, they decided that they would allow the people in Iran to bring about change. That if the U.S. pressured from the outside, that, you know, the, the mullahs would say, oh, it was a CIA uprising. It wasn't a real people's uprising. This time, the U.S., President Biden... Uh, you've heard uh, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor over the weekend, saying that th they are taking out some sanctions against the morality police. I don't think that does anything, but they're trying to get Internet in there so that people can communicate and broadcast the videos of what's happening and motivate one another. Do you think that the outside community and chiefly the U.S. is helping this this time and doesn't make a difference? First of all, the difference between 2009 and 2022 is uh, totally uncomparable. I mean, two different worlds. The Iranian people's attitude, the regime's uh, weakness, uh, they are totally different. People's, as I said, targeting the regime's entirety. One thing else is you have to remember, there's no this whole gambit of reformers or reforming the system and so on and so forth. People have rejected the regime at whole sum. As I said, from the first day, their slogans were political, uh, targeting the regimes as pinnacle. So people have passed this regime, they have rejected it, and it's quite evident. Otherwise, uh, you would not see these brave, brave scenes every night and every night and uh, a lot of times during the day. But so far as the international community is concerned, I think first and foremost, for them, they have to recognize and to say that they recognize Machine, we lost you. Okay. Sorry. So just pick it up from for the so 
for the international community, first of all, they have to recognize. Exactly. First of all, the international community should unequivocally and explicitly recognize the right of the Iranian people to resist and to defend themselves against such a savagery, a regime that kills people so indiscriminately, a regime that has been held uh, basically not accountable for its crimes and is doing mass murder. I think it's every right of every nation here in case the Iranian people to stand up and defend themselves against such a savagery. Right. And I think I, first and foremost- I, I don't think anybody disputes that, do they? But, but the point is it has to be declared and announced. They said, look, we respect and recognize the right of the Iranian people to defend themselves and their right to resistance is quite respected and understood. And I think that sends a very good message to the protesters in the streets that saying that, look, the understands and recognize that you have the right to defend yourselves uh, and resist against such a savagery. I think this sends the right message to the protesters. It sends the right message uh, to the regime and its retinue. In addition to that, then the world should facilitate and help to make sure and ensure that Iranians have access to uh, internet. Uh, the regime cannot impose its, uh, its censorship on the people and the world could see what's happening. I think these are two very, very practical steps and I underscore once again that the first step is very important politically. That's a very concrete step, as you said very correctly, very doable and it should be done expeditiously with no ifs or buts. <clears throat> And no political calculation should come here. These are the rights of the people. The Iranian people have spoken out. A nation has risen up. And I think the first and foremost step by the world community is to say, look, not only say we are on your side or, or we hear you. Say, look, we say that the uh, Iranian people have every right to defend themselves and resist in face of such a tyranny and to bring about regime change by themselves. So right. basically the world should be on the side of the Iranian people for regime change by themselves, for themselves. Last question to you and I'll let you go and you've been very generous with your time. Regime change, does this just burn in the street for a couple of more weeks and everything return to normal again? Or do you think that the regime will be unable to push a reset button uh, and control the people of Iran as they were trying to do before? Basically, whatever happens, whatever happens, we are not going to go back to a status quo ante. That's over. We are talking about a new Iran, a very different Iran. Uh, this situation has changed forever. We are facing a very different Iran. And I think the Iranian people have shown where they stand that they were where they wanted to head. They don't want to go back to the past, to the you know, monarchy system, as they have said and chanted uh, repeatedly in the streets. And obviously they re have rejected the uh, theocratic rule at wholesome. Iranian people are looking forward for a uh, future democratic Iranian republic. And as I said, it's a time that the international community explicitly and unequivocally stand on their side and say they recognize their right to defend and to resist and to bring about regime change by themselves. I think the, the history is being made before our eyes. And as I said, this is not a, uh, this hasn't happened by just uh, mere coincidence. This is a culmination of a long process. Iranian people have been resisting this regime for the past 40 years. Now uh, things have reached a crescendo.
Shaheen Gobadi, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana. Thank you.